We are alive. Happy Saturday, live from the Hideaway. It's 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 the game. The game today. There's only like there's. You, I love that conversation. What's the biggest rivalry in sports? You know, there's only one where you call it the game, but everybody knows who you're talking about, and that is Ohio State Buckeyes versus. The Michigan Wolverines. Go Blue, baby. Uh, obviously, I'm a Michigan fan. Guys didn't get the memo, didn't understand the assignment. Um, as the kids would say, you didn't understand the assignment. Um, so we're here for the game. We're going to hang out. We're going to watch the game today. Um, starting to see some Michigan fans trickle in as well. Uh, the only person here today so far that is uh, that is rooting for the evil ones, the, uh, the the crimson and gray, the the worst little candy thing ever, the Buckeye. Uh, is is our server, uh, Julia? So <clears throat> I will be making her as miserable as humanly possible, and uh, you know, just short of be- having things spit in is where my goal is. <laughs> I was gonna say, be careful. I'm looking over your drink right now. Luckily, you've made sure it hasn't had any well, extra look, ingredients. Clea, Clea made that one. Oh, okay, that's good. 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 That's done. <laughs> and Clea and I just bust on each other anyway. So um, I'm starting uh, to notice. I'm starting to notice a, a little theme here. Yeah, right, everybody picks on me. <laughs> I'm very excited we are back here because last year, this was our first time we did a live pregame for Michigan-Ohio State. It was such a big game last year. We had such an awesome crowd to come to the hideaway. Again, kickoff set for noon, doing a little pregame action. We're going to be here for the whole game today on this Saturday. And as amazing well, as really last year. It depends on how it goes. Okay. Let's, let's be honest. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> if this doesn't go my way, I will storm I will storm out. As exciting as last year's game was with the Big Ten Championship on the way with Michigan's college football playoffs and it really felt like in 2021 harbaugh's tenure harbaugh's future as a head coach of michigan was on the line in that game and as important as and exciting all those adjectives we want to use about 2021 we have a bigger game in 2022 this year yeah yeah well because now like here's the thing right so for so long the urban myers of the world the the jim trestles of the world they just dominated michigan once you win one, it changed everything. The rivalry is back. It's no longer a hammer and a nail situation. It's it's the way it's supposed to be. So excited about that. We'll break down our college games for you uh, a little bit later on our picks. Uh, we got our NFL picks coming up as well. Live from the hideaway. I want to I want to give you a gift. Oh, I, you have I wanna, a gift. I have for a gift me. for you. So I went and hung out with our good friend Coach Hal from Fogs Automotive. Uh, he is the one of the coaches, one of the guys who runs the youth football program, the Junior Tartans for your school district, Scotia Glenville. That's right. So he gave me a gift. I'm re-gifting it because I think it'll mean more to you. Because I think actually I think it would I think it would fit the the soon to be youngest uh member of the Goslowski oh, clan. No there you go. So you can you start dreaming. Hey, you that can start is so dreaming cool. well, of, thank of, you. of Rex and then his soon to be little brother Man. wearing that helmet in the future. Oh, that is very touching. Thank you. That is very cool. This is his first helmet. Both of the young youngsters, one is still so like say, still cook, cooking, cooking right, yeah, in the yeah, oven, yeah. and Rex, there it is, Scotia Glenville, yep. the Tartan. Now, I, I did not That's ask awesome, permission man. to give it to you. Hopefully, Coach Hal will be okay with it. I assume he will be, but he gave me that because I went and I hung out with the with the great kids of the Junior Tartan program. Awesome kids. You're gonna, you're everything holds serve. Your kids are going to be playing with a bunch of great kids uh, in the junior tartan program. Oh, that's very cool. There that you is go. that is mark this memory down. Save the video the first time. The Kozlowski yeah. family helmet has been put out there. The SG, man, that's really cool. I love Thank that. Well, can I say that for a second? Yes, I sure. just realized something I think is phenomenal about this. So you look at this, right? And it's it's very small. There's legitimately a warning on it that says it's not a real helmet. You shouldn't wear it <laughs> for protection. 
Yeah, so there you go. So somebody was dumb enough to try and play in that. Like, here, put the baby in here and see if he can. Come on, take some hits. <laughs> no, you go. It's time for goal line for little Jeb. Come on, Jeb. Take, take the hit, Jeb. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Sure. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one second. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to? No, he's a Sally. I'm okay for now. He drinks very slow. <laughs> Um, all right, so so <laughs> why is it so exciting? Um so That's very exciting. Yeah, I thought you'd think I was like I said, I, I Hal gave it to me to put it in my office, and I said, you know what? My office moves way too much. Let me put it somewhere it's gonna really, really make a difference. And, uh, and that is the Goslowski household. Um, all right, so I don't I have no idea what you want to do first. I know we're not talking about the game just yet. We're just kind of getting into it a little bit. I don't know if you want to talk about who you're voting for for Heisman. Let's let's everybody do- else is doing it. Let's do that. I see that. I see Matt Leinart and Charles Woodson, and I don't think Reggie Bush has a vote anymore. I see all that stuff. Can we get Reggie Bush's vote back? I think he should at least get a vote. Can we? Can sure. we? Can we give him his Hyman? I mean Heisman back too. Can we? Let's talk about the NFL Turkey Day takeaways because two New York teams were in action. The Giants played. The Bills played. I, let's start with the Bills and Lions because New York sports fans are going to look back at that. They might have been watching that game with their friends and family. Buffalo wins. But, oh, it was as tight as it could be in that game that Buffalo was almost shocked as by my, Detroit. On as the my road. old neighbor, Uncle Ed, used to say, tight as a frog's ass, which is watertight. <laughs> what? <laughs> Thank you, Uncle neighbor, Ed. Uncle Ed. <laughs> R.I.P., bro. Um, yeah, it, it, well, also, the, the argument could be made that if Dan Campbell was as good a coach as he is a motivator, they win that game. There was a couple times that you know he's making some some clock calls. He's making some things. He didn't know rules. It, rules are for nerds. I get it. You know whatever. But <clears throat> don't you get the impression that if Dan Campbell ever hires assistant coaches who aren't just former players who are very good, he or, he, hired, he goes and gets himself one of these nerds. Like uh, when what's his nuts in San Diego or Los Angeles gets fired, Staley. Uh, yeah, when he gets fired, he comes and works for Dan Campbell. Lines are gonna be tough. You give him one of these nerds, one of these guys who just does like analytics and all those and knows all the rules. Detroit's gonna be tough. Just leans over to him and says, Should I go for it? Should I not go for it? What should I do? There were plays, and I think Bill's fan just has to accept this at this point. It's been a storyline we've done for what three years now with Josh Allen. The best part now is we just don't have speaking about dorks and nerds, the Twitter people going I on. You were say Cleo. No, 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 don't set me. I didn't say that. No. Cleo comes over with a drink. Guys go speaking of dorks and nerds. That's not what that was just. She's a beautiful, talented golfer who also has our drinks in her hands. Oh, you stop. You be nice to her. People, How dare you guys? The people on I Twitter you, Don't who worry. used to cut up highlights of Josh Allen overthrowing receivers, they've gone away. And now oh, he did it a bunch. Yeah. There's the thing. The Josh Allen plays, though, are this is it. He's going to make some incredibly wow. I can't believe my quarterback is running people over, jumping over and running for close to 80 yards and making these plays to get first downs. And he is going to make some dumbass plays like th- this is it for Josh Allen. This is what you're going to get because Bill's fans, as much as you might want to criticize that play, we as NFL fans got Cam Newton when he wasn't out of the pocket. He wasn't good. Like it ended his career. Yeah, the one thing I, I, I think you have to give him a little, you have to give Josh Allen just a little, a little breathing room here because he still has that elbow issue. And you know, you're hearing the announcers go, Oh, well, that's why he's throwing. He's still, it's, he's not right yet. I also think you need to bring in another Brian Dable. And like Dorsey, you know, obviously he understands offense, all those things. He doesn't know how to get Josh Allen to play from the pocket. He doesn't know how to get Josh Allen to do to to check down. 
the way that Dable did. Whatever whatever relationship Dable and Allen had, it was to the point where Dable could go to him, hey, look, I know that you could manhandle a linebacker. I don't need to see it every play. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like for some reason, he could get him. He could get the point. Of, oh my God! Eddie George just came out in his Ohio State Letterman jacket. Get over yourself, you weirdo. Um, was so, that Eddie George or Ryan Shazier? I couldn't tell with the hair. They both look bald. We're gonna have to see that when it comes back. It might have been Eddie George. Maybe it was both. Shazier didn't. Shazier was in Ohio State. Was he? Was he not? I'll double check that. I thought he might. Have I don't been know. Ohio oh, you're State. right. He was. He was. I'm sorry. You're right. For whatever reason, I always, I just, I don't picture him in that because I liked him. I try to give him the grace of not <laughs> not being there. Anyways, what you're saying about the Bills, though, you're saying that there's that a glare is, too. Please don't try no, to do the whole. I think it was whole, both. I think it was both. If guys anybody tries there. to pull the old like lookalike thing on me, no, it's just I was, there's a glare. It's not my it's not my fault. That is Buffalo, right? That, yeah. that that's what they're going to get for the rest of the year. He had good plays to Diggs. He had good plays to McKenzie, and they came back. You, you think about it five years ago, Buffalo probably doesn't win that game. Buffalo doesn't have a quarterback capable of going down the field in 45 yards on one pass, hitting a guy in the chest and kicking a game winner. So, look, Buffalo did what they had to do to win. You mentioned the Lions would lead this off. They are so close. Oh, like, so, they're bought in. Oh, my goodness. They are bought they, in. And, and golf's fine. Jamal Williams has been the biggest surprise as an offensive player in the league. He's got, what, 12 touchdowns? Amon St. Brown's been five, fantastic. Five rushing, right? Yeah. I thought. Those so, guys have been good. So, here's the thing with Jamal Williams, and I love that he's got yeah, 13, 13 touchdowns now on the, on the season. I don't know how many. Ever, there was a point where it was he – who Schefter tweeted out like something about how many he had. It, it, it's been like, it's one of those ones where you see a guy get where he belongs and it's like, huh, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. He had, he has, he has 13 touchdowns this season. I believe five. I'm trying to remember how, how Schefter put it. Basically it was like five touchdowns like this, which, it, which is all the touchdowns he had. His as, first five seasons. Right? Yeah, as, yeah. As a green member of the green Bay Packers. So, like, just in, insane. Jamal Williams is getting it done. And you saw him in hard knocks. They tried to point out that he is the emotional leader of the team. But it, 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 they're so close. Dan Campbell needs somebody around him who knows, who knows the game. With everything Buffalo had to deal with, with the snow and moving their game against Cleveland to Detroit and staying there for the holidays and playing in Detroit, going 2-0 in those matchups, Buffalo gets the victory, a competitive AFC East. And then you flip it over to the Giants. The Giants and Cowboys. The Giants have... They had their moments to make big plays. They seemed as if they were going to step up and make it. I don't want to say Mike McCarthy coached a good game, but it might have been another decently coached game by McCarthy. Zeke and Pollard's a great two-headed backfield. C.D. Lamb. Dallas with a little bit more talent. A lot more talent. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a the defense and a lot talent. more talent, especially defensively. A lot more. I mean, I mean, you, you just, you know, you've got – you name two running backs who can make plays for you for Dallas. Arguably one of the best playmakers at running back in the league right now is Saquon Barkley. But when that's your guy, that's pretty much what you have. You're, you're, you're asking for it. Like when the confidence was high and Darius Slayton makes that big catch and, you know, uh, Richie James gets the, gets the backdoor cover for you. Thank you, sir. Yes, by, you did. By for that. But after that, like, like, you know, Hodgins, Myrick, Cager, Brightwell, Hudson, Matt Breida, like those are your other receivers Ugh. for the Giants. And, and again, Daniel Jones, I think I think Daniel Jones is way better than a lot of people feared he he would be. And I think he's not as good as Gettleman hoped he would be. But he's I think he's gonna I think you win with him. You just gotta put some real weapons around him. 
I, should, I probably should have led with the injuries for the Giants, too. Like, I've yeah. seen the social media posts of there are so many injuries now for the Giants. They don't fit on an Instagram post. Right. You have to start zooming out to get all the players' names on there. Evan Neal, the young offensive lineman, right. has been a big part. He's been pr- playing pretty well, too. And Thibodeau got hurt during the game, and it seems like every single time he takes a hit, man, that's like the fourth or fifth time he's been down this season. Yeah, the offensive line was banged. It was bad. But, again, you know, nobody's going to give you a – nobody's going to give you a pass for that. They, the way they played in the first half, they could have won that game. They really, really could have. I The refs, the you know, Instagram and Twitter famous right now is Dable just wearing out that one referee. It, it was it was a tough – it was a tough game for the, for the G-men, but I think – you gotta feel like the future's bright. A couple sure. more big draft picks, a couple more, you know, a little like like you mentioned, a couple less injuries, whatever. They're gonna be they're gonna be a force to reckon with. Dallas looks like a team that you mentioned way back here. Might have been right here at the hideaway in our first week previewing the games. They have everything built for a Super Bowl run, they're man. Good. They're so good. And Dak, Dak did not play well in that first half, and he turned it on in the second half. They are so balanced. We we've said for a few years, you and I together about the old stars and scrubs. Yep. Well, they figured out whoever it's recruiting or drafting, they found some impact players cheaper that are really good for Dallas. They get that win. And then the nightcap. The Stars and Scrubs is always one of my favorite moments because it's something Field Yates said and instantly regretted saying it out loud. Yeah. Because he's such a nice person. He goes, well, he's obviously going with the Stars and Scrubs. Oh, I said that. I just called a lot of people scrubs. I'm sorry. These guys will use it forever. Right. <laughs> uh, New England and Minnesota rounds out the night. It's the Vikings getting the win. Seven-point victory. Watching that game, I know he's not going to win. I know he's probably not going to get a vote. But Justin Jefferson is so damn good. He's not going to get a vote for the MVP. But if we pointed to Minnesota and said, who's the most valuable player? Why are they winning? Why are they winning these close games? Every time they need a big play. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has thrown him the ball. But uh, (laughs) you told me 100 times, you get a pick. Who are you taking, Cousins or Jefferson? I'm taking Jefferson. He's the best receiver in the NFL. Jefferson is... Better than, but could be Stefan Diggs or somebody. Like, like depending upon who, like, I, I, I think it's great what the Vikings have done with Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. But to say he's limited, I think, is a very nice way to put it. Imagine, imagine what happens if Derek Carr from the, from the Raiders, who got Devontae Adams, who's, who's, who's phenomenal, but again, whatever. But a guy like Derek Carr gets dropped into that offense. Him and Justin Jefferson take over the league. A guy, a guy like, um, you know, who knows? How like about he, Justin Fields? Justin Fields. You know, I don't know about Fields yet, though. I think Fields is another one of the guys that you're going to – Fields needs a Brian Dable. He needs a guy who's going to teach him to stay in the pocket because he is so electrifying. He's so good. He's, he's the best athlete on the field almost every Sunday, but he's going to get killed because he, he – again, just like Josh Allen, doesn't know when to slide – Thinks he like thinks he's back to playing high school ball where he can just manhandle people, and that scares the hell out of me. You get, but you get like a real pocket passer. Like again, look what look what Diggs did for Allen. Look what these these great receivers do for these these you know better than average quarterbacks at the time who have all the potential to be great. You know, I I just pick pick a guy who's on the verge, and then put put him in that offense. Diggs and Jefferson's careers, by the way, will always be tied to each other because of the trade with Buffalo and Minnesota and how both franchises have moved past those trades and how they've definitely both benefited from that. Right. And to the New England side, they're just – it, it kind of goes back to the Giants and Cowboys. I know this is not the greatest analysis you can give of these games. But it's the most honest and truthful of it. 
they're just not as good. Like they don't have the players that Minnesota no. has. Mac Jones is trying to make plays in the pocket, but like it's Devontae Parker who's been a runoff for a bunch of teams. Stevenson in the backfield. I don't know how many teams he even starts for. They're just by the not way, good. By the way, Stevenson was your second leading receiver. Ugh. He had nine grabs for 76 yards. Parker had four grabs for 80. No touchdowns, though. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, touchdowns go to Aguilar and Henry. Aguilar, talk about a guy who should not have left the Raiders. He was so good with, with Vegas, well, Oakland when he was there. And now he's on a, a, you know, a more proven winner of a franchise. But at the same time, he's not doing the same things he was doing there. I know we were off this past uh, Tuesday to recap some of the Week 11 action. New England could have easily lost to the Jets. Like, New England could have lost this game, and if it's not for that punt return, the first punt return return for a touchdown this season, are people looking at New England like, guys, there are such glaring problems with this franchise. The fact that earlier this year people wanted to call Bailey Zappi the next Tom Brady was the biggest highlight of the Patriots season so far. There's six wins. I know, and they're six and five. Well, it's, <laughs> like, it's crazy. And, it, and it's almost it's almost arrogance. Like, it is, it is Shazier, you're right. Um, it's almost arrogance with the Belichick's of the world where he's like, I, I can win with anyone. I took it. I took a six round drive. I turned him into the greatest player in the history of the game. I don't need, I, I don't need to go pay these guys this big money. I don't need, if they, can you imagine if they added just the, like, like imagine if he had a Justin Jefferson, I don't think he'd be Justin Jefferson, but you look at what Randy Moss did that one year in new England. It could be, it could be filthy. If he ever, if he ever had an actual GM who had some say. Where it's like, Bill, appreciate you, love your ego, whatever, but we're bringing in this this Pro Bowl player, or we're making this pick instead of that pick, and all of a sudden, Bills are rah rah rah, and like a week later, he's like, well, I, love, I always like the kid, you know, he's he's good. We're on the we're, we're on to the draft. We're on to the draft. Where I'm going to draft the guy from the fourth round projection in the first round. Belichick. Yeah, style. I thought the Pats were going to win that game. I thought Belichick versus Kirk Cousins. I really thought that would be all all that was needed, and especially in a short week. Belichick having whatever scouting report he has. It, it, a lot of those games I wanted to get out of the way from because of good coaches, weather, injuries. Oh. There's a lot of weirdness. But the two New York teams played well. well yeah, and the Bills. Gets the way. You think about it. The Bills lost a home game. The way they went back and forth to Detroit, won both those games, and now they have a long week to get ready. Yep. And so we, we will talk Jets. We will talk more NFL throughout the show. We have our week 12 wagers, a little abbreviated version. It won't end the show today because we'll preview Michigan-Ohio State. The game. But we got that coming up later. Also, don't forget this holiday season. If you are looking for something for her, the spot for you. For him. Yeah. You know what? Let's start with Mohawk Honda. The holiday season also is in Mohawk Honda. Get her or him a new vehicle. Maybe it's a 2023 on the way. Make the drive to Glenville, New York. Stop at a Mohawk Honda and find out what they can do for you. Levac and I know from experience, we work with the Mohawk family. We drove our wonderful vehicles here to the hideaway today. Hopefully in 2023. Maybe here at the end of 2022. You can get yourself a new ride. I've loved saying it all year long. It still has not stopped. Mohawk Honda wants to buy your vehicle. You can show up to Mohawk Honda and walk away with a new vehicle and money in your pocket. Shout out to Scott Moynihan, who is back. 30-plus years of experience. Always great things going on in Mohawk Honda. Make sure to follow them on social media as well. We've got one more show scheduled in Mohawk Honda upcoming this year. Yeah, it's scheduled for December 17th. It might change. With all their holiday events coming up, so keep an eye on when we will be back one more time to close out 2022 in Mohawk Honda. And hopefully when you see us live, you'll get a new vehicle. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. Now I'm going to cough into the microphone. Um, Smooth. We dealt that, huh? <laughs>
Yeah, I'm just fired up for today. We're live at the Hideaway. It is uh, it's a it's a fun day. We're you know you're seeing some Michigan fans trickle in. I'm seeing a friend of mine trickle in right now. Uh, that'll be interesting. And um, oh, interesting. And oh, we uh, so we're here. Great food, great drinks. They've got, we got Bloody Marys, one of the most uh, extensive, uh, eclectic, and amazing uh, beer menus you're gonna find. The Hideaway, great food as always. I think the chicken sandwich is making its way back into my life today. I darn it, I was. I have this thing, and I don't just because think... I order it doesn't mean you can, you can't order. Oh, text Jordan if you got my wife's number right there. We don't have to order. I'll get the national hot or the the spicy one. You can get whatever, and then it's two different items. All right, because so that weird. is one of my. I know that is one of my. I guess I only do it with my wife because I want. I to, hope so. That you're cheating. Otherwise, I want to try two different. I want if somebody has a good meal, I'm gonna try to. Were you always used to so Armin Armin and I when we did the show we would always order two different entrees and we we split them like an old married couple. No, that was Armin. Yeah, yeah no, I'm saying, him. but you were used to mock me for that. But yes. that was like that was always great. Like we like you get the buffalo ch- chicken mac and then I'll get this and we'll split it. Oh, awesome, bro! And then we was we were I, he was he was my perfect wife. I think it's because <laughs> you and I the last man four or five shows in a row we've done here. We've always got the same thing, whether it's the awesome breakfast garbage plates. We've constantly been ordering the same thing. So now I feel like we've spent too much time together. So slowly don't for our me, audio me, side, to slip my hand over. Ow. Uh, we were texting during the holidays to not have a weird segue into this as well. Uh, about Lane Kiffin, the Twitter drama. And I think we can offer two interesting points on here. Both Kiffin going potentially to Auburn. In the media, so much sense. In the media pushback of some of these reports. So let's, yeah, let's start with that part. You think it makes a lot of sense. And I think it does too of... Auburn willing to throw their money at Kiffin. Yeah. Well, because he's more than just a he's more than just a head coach. He's more than just an offensive mind. He's a personality, right? He instantly puts you back in the limelight. When's the last time you knew who the head coach for Ole Miss was? Like Ole Miss has had some really good players come through. Obviously, Eli, you know, the wide receiver core there of Metcalf and everybody under the sun. But like you never know who the head coach on the sideline was. Now everybody knows who he is. Granted, lost the game, probably should have won in the Egg Bowl. But I mean, that was honestly, I, I was that was a game Mississippi State versus Ole Miss that I would have preferred the UFC weigh in and and <laughs> me and, and like presser to the actual game. But because him and, and Leach going toe to toe would have been hysterical. But Lane Kiffin's he's a hell of a coach. He's smart as a whip. He's funny and he's not afraid to mix it up with anyone. I think he's he's almost the coach as he thinks he is. Almost. I'm a little surprised. Like, a lot of that stuff you said, I don't have any pushback on, especially how exciting it's made a program in college football. People care about the Egg Bowl. As a Raider fan, you don't have any resentment or hard feelings of how the Kiffin era was for your Raider franchise? You feel, it sounds like it's less Kiffin, more where the franchise was at his time. Well, also, we left him on the runway. Like... It's one of those ones where, like, almost everyone has dated someone that was a POS that they should have got rid of a lot sooner or whatever. And when you go back and you look at the tail of the tape, you were right. They were wrong. They suck. Every once in a while, it ends so perfectly that you're no longer angry with them. You just think it's hysterical. So, like, that's one of those ones where it's like Lane Kiffin was young. He got the job when he was too young to have it. He, he was mired with a lack of talent. And... He got dumped on a runway, like an old like '90s rom com. <laughs> so, like, no, I've I've got no beef with him. He he also did what all great coaches who need a reboot do. He went and was the offensive coordinator of Alabama under under the 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 guru of self saving. 
I, I, I like Kiffin. I just – would I want him back? I don't think he's an NFL coach. I think he's a college coach because then he can go – because tell me right now, you got uh, – Rex is now the, the stud athlete that we all know he's going to be with his mom's jeans. Um, <laughs> you've got these coaches lining up and coming in to talk to you. I think Lane Kiffin is the guy that leaves there and, like, and Jordan, who doesn't know him from a hole in the wall, goes, I like that guy. Thomas. He's Thomas, a, she calls him Thomas, by the way. Thomas, I think we should. I think we should send, you know, Rex to to Ole wherever, Miss, Auburn, Ole Miss, wherever the hell he is. There's something different about Kiffin, where he's not the cliche coach. Even how he's handled this Twitter stuff, which we're gonna get to in a second. But to the Kiffin thing, and this is, I guess, a dirty secret, but maybe most fans. I think most fans. He's actual this. Daniel Tosh. College football is a lot about perception. How good what? You think, yeah, right. How good you think a program is? How good you think the tradition is? What's happened with Old Miss is that Old Miss hasn't beaten anybody this year, but because they have Kiffin and because they play in the SEC, they've been ranked every single week this year. Go back and check Old Miss's schedule. I believe the best team Old Miss beat this season is Troy, not Troy High School. Troy. So Troy's the best win for Old Miss, but we wouldn't think that because they have Kiffin and they have. The SEC behind him. Same thing with like Leach, right? Like even, Leach's record is not great, but because he does his goofy stuff and he's the personality that he is, Mississippi State's eight and four. Mississippi State's been ranked the whole. And the biggest example we have to address this is TCU. If TCU was Texas or Oklahoma, Stephen A. Smith wouldn't be losing his brain cells screaming at Paul Feinbaum on the week that they shouldn't be in the top four. But because they're TCU and not. Oklahoma and Texas, people view them differently. Well, That's a, yeah. All right. So they have wins over. They beat Troy to start the year. Uh, Kark. I don't know what Kark is, but they beat him fifty nine to three. I imagine I showed for Carcass. <laughs> uh, Georgia Tech. They beat forty two nothing. Tulsa thirty five twenty seven. That's why you hate them. Gaz has bet Tulsa every week this year Damn and it. lost every week. Kentucky. They beat Vandy. They beat Vandy. They stomped. They beat Auburn forty eight thirty four. Lost to LSU forty five twenty. Beat A and M thirty one twenty eight, and then now Bama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State took them to the woodshed. Um, remarkable, right? Like the yeah. Kentucky one, maybe we can make an argument it's better, but there's something happened in that game. I think there was a and should have been end. a big win. But, there you go. Well, the Auburn one is just because you know that that also starts any any chance you had of not being rumored to go there, you you beat them up. So that happens with the old Miss and perception. That's what it really is. What happens? What do you make of? The Mississippi sports director, John Slolkoff, we'll give him the credit mm-hmm, for it. Mm-hmm. He breaks that news on a Wednesday, and all hell breaks loose on Twitter because Kiffin's saying, Congratulations on being famous now, John. None of this is true. Like, makes a fake report about it, calls him out in the press conference. You want a drink? Yes, yes please. Yeah, I thought I'd give him a <laughs> I think I went like this, and she thought She's I was. She's an going Ohio ahead. State fan. You can't, you got to like be blunt. She doesn't understand a lot of things. Our visual audience. Yeah, I know. She, I, she thought I was doing hang loose there. Got finger. finger. Uh, what do you make of how Kiffin handled the reporter? Just go. I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was hysterical. So the kid puts out a tweet basically. Uh, reports are Lane Kiffin is going to Auburn. Auburn hasn't or- offered anyone the job yet. Uh, when Kiffin will leave like today, he would have quit. Yes. And everybody picks it up and runs with it. Kiffin goes news to me, and then Kiffin writes a report that that reporter is leaving for a rival station <laughs> and that the arrival station hasn't offered anyone else a job. So it's true, he's going. I loved it. I thought it was hysterical. I thought it was hysterical. And, and like 
as much as like there's going to be some cranky old fart out there who goes, he picked on that poor kid. That kid's just doing his job. Whatever. He that kid's the kid's in the spotlight now because of this. That kid would do this fifty times over, knowing what the result was going to be. In his career, and so, uh, here's the thing: it made the kid's career. But some would say his career should end if he missed. I'm trying to think, and Woj and Shams and Schefter, like those guys don't count because they're at such a high level. And when they miss, they miss. Uh, Diana Rossini is one of them who I remember that missed on. She still the- owes me. She does still owe you. Yeah, shows me a dozen white roses and tell me I'm the queen of of uh, sports reporting. There are people who miss that are at a higher national level, and they don't get the backlash that he just got. And it's also because he's in market. I don't know one. 10 it doesn't even he's not in this huge market like oh the mississippi guy got it right yeah right like just twitter annihilated this poor guy and i see now pete thamel throughout the day here on college game day has been tweeting out stuff like hugh freeze is now the candidate and i love his most recent tweet that said things have changed with lane kiffin over the last 48 hours he was considering taking the auburn job but now has talked to his family about the decision like whoa 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 that sounds like he got it right. Right. That sounds like Slokoff got it right. Kiffin made a big stink. Auburn might have got pissed about Kiffin. So that's the part I feel awful about this guy. If you don't know his background, too, he was the first one who reported that the Auburn AD was getting hired. So, huh. Well, this guy had the scoop that the Auburn AD got hired. Thank you, Jamie. And then, uh, <laughs> so the Auburn AD gets that's hired. Wild. So, you know, oh, Right in the camera. She has to be in the shot. She has to, <laughs> that's who she is. <laughs> so that's what I think. I, I wish I would have gotten right. I, w- I wanted him so badly to be right, and he's not going to be right. Yeah, no, it would have been cool. And plus, I like I like that story. But because, don't you feel like Lane Kiffin's done what he can do at Ole Miss, too? Like, one of the coolest things about Lane Kiffin is you'll see if you're watching the plays, Ole Miss is going to run two to three offensive plays that you're, you're going to leg- – I've never seen that before. A game. A game they do it, and like, if I was a player, I, I would love that because it would that would force me to stimulate my brain and learn. I know I would be an idiot for like all of camp and probably the first two regular season games, but then once it clicked, and it's like, oh, this is this one. So where I'm supposed to run backwards down the field and then like, like you know, sideways yeah. and lateral, and yeah. no one's gonna get it. And I'm gonna look like I'm gonna be on Sports Center because I'm gonna score a touchdown on the weirdest play of the week. He does it every week, and I think part of the reason because he has to. But the other part of it is he can. That's how his brain works. So I, I, him at Auburn with that recruiting power would be insane. Insane. I would love it. Maybe he's coming to Q's. No, he's not. He's not coming to Syracuse. You wouldn't want him to Q's? Stay, no, no. Stay at Old Miss. Enjoy your life. You're going 8-4, and 9-3. and three. It's a great college football area. Old Miss's tradition actually stinks. They don't win a You don't lot. want Lane Kiffin? No. I'm good with him. Have you guys I'm lost good. like 20 straight games? No, five. 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 I mean, I appreciate Dino Babers making sure I get a chance to go to the pinstripe bowl this year with you, but. (laughs) Who's ready for Iowa-Syracuse 10-7 final? Let's go. 3-6 final. 10-7. That's going to be the amount of beers your father and I drink in the first half. (laughs) Afternoon kickoff set for the pinstripe bowl midweek. That'll be awesome. Your dad and I will be hammered. (laughs) He can't wait. He wanted a Florida bowl game, and now he's completely changed his mind about it. Because he, know, he knows what's going to be. Yes. He and I are – like, you you, you keep up a little, but, like, it, your dad and I go. It's – and it's his fault. It is his it, fault. It's, it is it's, – it's CrossFit Kringle's fault because CrossFit Kringle can sense, like, like, I don't know if it's like he sees the weight by which I tip the beer can back. He's like, 
that's almost empty. And all of a sudden, I got another. Here you go. And I was like, oh, I, sir, I could buy my own. I was going to get your next one. Oh, yeah, you get the next one. And he's like popping out of garbage cans, coming from behind pillars. <laughs> Every time I'm like, I just need to breathe for a minute. He goes, that's great. Breathe into this. It was another 24-ouncer. It's like, you know, you see those competitive eaters in great yeah. shape. He's a cross-fitting for drinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it's, it's like, and it's, it would be like, um, it would be like Chestnut and Kobayashi, like, handing each other hot dogs, though. Because, like, like I can I can drink just about anyone under the table. Not your father. I think, like, we, if we if we would be under the table at the same time. But he's, like, making sure I don't slow down. He's, like, sure. training me. It's yeah, it's getting your reps in. But Boston Dan is still pissed that I said the person who got me the drunkest in my life is your father. He just wrote, I'm ready to go. Is that there what you said? Yes. He's ready to Let's go. Let's go. Uh, we we got to invite Boston Dan this year. And oh, then, for sure. And then. Actually, I'm afraid of Boston Dan in that environment because he'll try to like keep up with your dad too. And next thing you know, did you hear he hurt himself? I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this story. Oh, hear Boston Dan hurt himself? No, he must have slipped on a rock or something during the polar plunge. His knees all banged up. How did he slip? Out? He was behind me the whole time. Must have just caught it just right. Slipped. No, torqued it up. His knee is banged up. He was behind me the whole. Now hang on a second. I got to ask Boston Dan this later. Somebody was grabbing the back of my shirt during the pull. That thought, was probably him when he was about to fall. I thought it was him, <laughs> but I thought it was one of the. Hooters he was probably about to fall. He was probably. He probably saved his life. That makes more sense now. All right. I think he just caught a rock just right and like just torqued the knee up. Ooh. So he's all bad. So he goes. So he called me. He goes, "Who hurts their knee in the polar plunge?" And I'm like, "I'm like, we gonna start working out." He goes, "I got four to six weeks where I can, but yes, after that, let's go." Four right? to six weeks. He tear up his meniscus. Yes. Oh. Yes, he did. Uh, I forgot that you're married to somebody who would know that answer. Um, <laughs> and then uh, we're just going back and forth about it. I was like, dude, I'd love to really give you a hard time. But I legitimately blew my knee out to the point where I had to rehab it. I didn't tear tear anything, or at least I refused to go to someone who could, I, who could diagnose that in a dunk tank when I worked for GNA, the country station. At the Country Fest, I was in a dunk tank for charity. I went down. I went to like pop back up. I slipped, torqued it, non-contact. And I had I was driving a Jeep at that point, so I like the next day when we came back, I had to like pull my leg into it, and my knee wouldn't bend. It was oh, it was great. Oh. It was great driving standard with that. It was fantastic. I was, I was like, so I I blew out my knee in a dunk tank. So I guess I can't really. So we got dunk tank, polar plunge. I don't think I, I've convinced myself that I didn't hurt myself falling from the shower, even though my tailbone four and a half years later still hurts. All right, that's, yeah, that's bad. that might have been me. Um, <laughs> Black Friday, although it has passed, it is a Black Friday weekend at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Woo. Guys, if you are looking to start your holiday season shopping early, how about this? You can get up to $500 of Visa or Lowe's gift cards thanks to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. That is right. Think about that. You can get your holiday done shopping done in basically two days. Go to Lily and David Fine Jewelers, get something for her, whatever it the, might be. This is the this yeah. is the kid's dream, right? I know this is very stereotypical about what I'm about to say, but I live with it. It's real because it's how I want my life to go. You could go buy mom a nice set of earrings or something, then take the Lowe's gift cards for dad. You're two for one. Your shopping's done. Walk away. Think about that. Walk away. Or, you know, if it's a modern household, buy the earrings for dad, the Lowe's gift card for mom. Walk away. You're done. You're done. That's great. That's that's very nice of Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Stop over to their Facebook page. Lily David FJ. So there he is for the Facebook page. Lily David Why FJ. Why do they hate Jay so much? <laughs> that you can find out more about the great deal going on. Black Friday weekend. 
Route 50 of the shops of Wilton. Get her something special or dead, whoever it might be, a watch or more. Lily and David Fine Jewelers will help you find exactly what yeah. she's looking for. I know from experience, there's the wedding band right there. It's the a lot engagement of spending. ring. All that stuff and more. <laughs> Lillian David Bondulers family owns an operated business. I know they love the hideaway as well. Shout out to everybody over there. Listen, David and the crew. The game is warming up. Stop it. Lillian David Jewelers family owned and operated business. Black Friday weekend extravaganza going Why on. Black Friday. Up to $500 you can get by shopping at Lillian David Jewelers. I'm colorblind. I don't see color. Black. Well, I got to be Black Friday. I got to get over there. Lillian David? Yeah. yeah. A couple of our friends have been asking about it lately. Um, which leads me to believe that they've done some horrible things at home because they're not the kind of people who would just go like to go. And that's, a, that's, and that's part of the thing too. Like I've realized after, after getting to know Alyssa, you should like maneuver visits to Lillian David with the missus, because then when the day comes that she needs a present, Alyssa has an understanding of, of her and will help you find the right one. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like if you're at like, you know, you're over the, you know, you're up in Wilton, you're like, oh, I just want to say hi to Alyssa. I haven't seen her in a while. You pop in, look around, talk a little bit, whatever. Again, make it clear. You're just going to say hi to Alyssa so she doesn't think she's getting a ring or anything that day. But then in the future, that pays off because then Alyssa goes, oh, I saw her looking at this blah, 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 cut thing, blah, blah, blah. And then you're good. You're good to go. We don't need to know what has happened in your life as long as you're supporting your wonderful person, girlfriend, fiance, wife. Where's, where's my watch, by the way? Um, the World Cup going that's, that's the World Cup is fart noise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, this is the grandest stage for soccer, right? The World Cup. Like, the Olympics, I guess, is a big part of it, too. But the Olympics, there's other things going on. So you get lost in, like, you know, biathlons or whatever the hell it is. I, I don't mean to cut you off. I learned something about the Olympic soccer that I did not know this year. I feel like it should be a fine jar situation. Did you know only three pros are allowed to play in the Olympics? So that's why the Olympic soccer is not as big a deal as it is the World Cup because only three professional players per country yeah. are allowed to play. I didn't know that until this year. Yeah, I just also didn't care. You know, that's the problem. <laughs> that's part of the problem. I like that, though, because I like the Olympics having a little bit of amateur to them. I, sure. you know, But um, as long as everybody's on the same level, because that used to be the problem with basketball. Everybody else could send whoever the hell they want. They could make a team in a lab, and then, you know, the Monstars could actually run out there, and we still had to send college kids. Yep. Um. But this is your chance. This is your time to shine. I've watched four matches and seen two goals. What the? Like, how is that exciting? Like, I was all fired up for, for uh, USA versus whoever the hell they were playing in the first one. Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that game ends in a draw, 1-1. Then I was like, um, there was another game. I think it was like Spain versus somebody. That guy, that guy, guy got going a little bit. But then USA versus England. I'm like, here we go. Here we go. This is the game. England's favored to win the whole damn thing. U.S. has got this, like, you know, chippy upstart vibe to it. Zero point zero. No, 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 Levac. Neil and Neil. Blutarski of, of soccer. Zero point zero zero. Like, it just, it, it's just, it's so boring. It's so boring. I'm convinced that soccer was originally invented to wear out poor children. Here's a ball. Go kick it around the yard. What are we doing with the ball, though? Oh, crap. They're on to us after a month of this. So let's put a couple nets out there. Kick it in the net, kid. And then, and then yeah. I'm just trying worse. to find pauses of the World Cup. I, I know you and I have talked about how, like, when you're oh, rooting so for your country, money. <laughs> money line to U.S. twice. So you no, did, no. Yeah, money line to U.S. 
but also like uh, there's a bunch of them where I'll 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 you know bet whatever, and they draw because you can bet either team to win or the draw, and I'm like that's like betting that's like putting the zeros on roulette. That's like it's it's not doing that. You know how much money I would want if I just drawed every every game this year? We should have got together and bet Saudi Arabia. That was our miss right there. The 18 to one shot, 100 to one shot there in the game. I'm yeah, I, I'm trying to. That's, that's also when they go to the stands and you see like a bunch of people going crazy having fun, and behind them is like four dudes in like the chic headgear. I got the chic headgear. I just took a fi- picture of this. Look at this. They're just like judging them. They just hate them for being in their country. It's the I'm confused. I'm going to pull this to the camera. Video making. There you go. That's good right there. Is I it? took a picture of the is chic. The chic headgear because it's Poland. Why? No, no. Why? See that? That's not even like that's that's one thing. Well, because those are people from that like maybe that religion or faith. But you see like the dudes who are like security, just standing there staring at entire groups of like of fans, like watching them like the last letter on the eye chart because they don't want them to act up. They're not serving alcohol. Nothing. It's like you. They're legit. Cutter is legitimately the like the person who invites you over their house because they feel like they should. And then doesn't really want you there, so they don't they don't put any food out, they don't serve, they they just stare at you, they put something on TV they want to watch, like they just don't <laughs> like nothing's allowed, you know, worst host ever. They really are, and the, the amount of money that they must have spent to get this, and they're again, Budweiser I think it's like seventy five million in like a year or something for FIFA or some nonsense, and Bud can't sell in the stands. They must be thrilled. <laughs> I must be thrilled. It's I'm, just proud. I told you before we hit the, uh, the old record button here. I'm watching FIFA Uncovered on Netflix. I'm far more fascinated by that thing on Netflix than I've been about the World Cup. And I'm trying. every. Uh, we're probably going to have the same take in 2026 when the World Cup's in the U.S. We may have had the same take back in 2018 when the U.S. wasn't in the World Cup. Probably not because we weren't probably watching as much back then. But this is what it is with soccer. I feel like that's the second time I've said this. I said about Josh Allen earlier in the show. I wonder if, like, you're from Qatar and you watch baseball and you have that same take. Or if, like, you're somebody who's not used to baseball. I don't think football and basketball, just because it's more action-filled sports, that they have that same type of take. It's also, like, you get what, like, nobody hosts, you know, the NCAA Finals. Nobody hosts the NCAA Finals and goes, all right, listen, I know that this is where people go to have fun and drink and, and have a good time. We would love to host it. Oh, we can? Okay. You're not allowed to have fun. We would, no one would ever do that. No. Like the fact that they went out of their way to get the World Cup, the World Cup gives it to them, and then like a week before it starts, like, oh yeah, by the way, all the things you guys do for fun, nah, nah, in our house, nah. I'm waiting for when Cutter's like officially eliminated for them to just go. Yeah, this is over. You guys can go play somewhere else. Like we're going to bed. Shut the doors. Like whatever. Yeah, we waited 12 years for this, and look what we've done. Now we're out right. of here. I can see them legitimately stopping the whole thing. Let's say the U.S. points and things could happen and everything else. Let's say the U.S. wins a match against Iran coming up this weekend. Somehow they get to the, then they advance. Yeah, the knockout round. Right, they get to the knockout round. It feels like for a college football Saturday, this is a really good comparison. You know, like when Pittsburgh used to beat Clemson. Or like Purdue would beat Ohio State. The first thing people would go to social media and be like, wow, can you imagine what this means for recruiting? Can you imagine what this means for the future of Purdue? What, they're gonna go eight and four again? Or seven <laughs> and five? Like we were so quick to say, like, it's gonna change the program, change everything. And the America popular soccer take is that take's been around for 40 years. I will say this though. Let's, we host it next. Watch it. Watch it. That's yes. Okay. There sorry, it is. Sorry, you beat sorry, the dead. No, 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 sorry. no. You know exactly where I was going no. with it. The influential popular soccer take will be the influence of 2026 will be far more greater than what happens in this World Cup. Listen, for the I'm not going to pretend 
that we here in the United States of America are perfect. We're like perfect adjacent. We're almost there. We're not going to invite the entire world to party on the East Coast of the United States of America and then uh, go, yeah, nah, no drinking here. Uh-uh, no, we're going to pour their first round because that's who we are. That's, watch Bud. Bud is it? Watch. I guarantee you that Bud goes, they double down on the next World Cup. They're, like, they're going to put out the weird promos like they used to do, where like, if Cleveland finally wins a game, we're going to give out beer and they're like, whatever. Everything that is within the legal laws of like the state liquor authorities of whatever, wherever the game is being held, watch Bud go crazy. Like, as, and like, at one point, they'll have empty cans. They're just going to like spell out. F you Qatar, <laughs> Qatar or whatever the hell. They're going to have the, the beer they couldn't have in 2022 saved right. for 2026. Hashtag turd cutter. That's what they're going to call it. It'll be bad. It'll be bad. I can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, it's, we talk about big wins, wins that didn't have it. Can we give some love to Coach Carr and Siena basketball? That's one yes. of the biggest wins they've yes. had in a decade. They take down Florida State in the tournament going on out there down in Florida. And rank the importance of this. And now we just talked about recruiting and what it means for a program. More important, Florida State going down to Siena, Siena getting that win over an ACC school, or Barstool's popular host, Dan Big Cat Cats, saying his new favorite coach is Coach Carm because there's no one more Italian looking than Coach Carm that matches his name. <laughs> Honestly, the, you, know what's, you know what's weird? The thing that's going to do more mainstream for Siena is Cats. Yes. Is Big Cat. Because... That's a huge win for the program, and people who love hoops are going to be like, wow, look what we did. People who don't even know that Siena has a basketball team is going to look at cats, Big Cat saying that and go, that's my favorite coach too now. It's And by the way, can we get rid of this 90s crappy music? As soon as the game <laughs> starts, they better move it over to the game. 1.5. I don't care how pretty clear it is. I will fight her. 1.5 million followers. Big Cat has on Twitter tweeting out about Coach Carm. So Big Cat's that guy. Even if you like, Big Big Cat is the Derek Jeter of Barstool. Ooh. Even if you don't like Barstool, you love Big Cat. He's awesome. He's got that Midwestern nice to him. He's not trying to start fights like other people. But he want is, and even when he's a dick to somebody, like even if if he was a dick to me, I think like I would be like, wow, I don't know why I deserved it, but I did. Like he's just got that <laughs> vibe to him. He's a good dude, man. It feels like at least he's a good dude. So that victory, they did not win the tournament. They did suffer some losses later on. But I feel like that's a standalone. Uh, yeah. Unrelated to football, I'm now a fan of Siena head coach. Coach Carm, all-time Italian basketball coach look. Hey, if Siena basketball gets that after the St. Peter's situation and with some changes in the program, we're talking about like players coming in and out. That's just what mid-major basketball is now. Uh, Trey Wingo and Mike Golick seniors to do the who won the weekend. We could make a case that of the New York teams, even with Buffalo winning, Siena may have won Thanksgiving week with still a day left to go here. We'll find out. We'll find, I don't know. It's good. It's they also good. lost Old Miss, so Lane Kiffin was not involved. They get Siena. Uh, they get Seton Hall tomorrow. So those are. I mean, you think about just just the fact that Siena's playing Florida State, Old Miss, and Seton Hall in one week. That's that's a big step for the program. It's a big. It is not the tournament. No. That's big. I mean, it's a tournament. It's not the tournament, but that's that's pretty big. How about Kevin Herter, Shen Connection, Perfect. 518 Connection, a clip that now has over 500,000 views on social media from Kevin Durant's show, The Boardroom, that Kevin Durant was giving Kevin Herter love, calling him a mix between Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, saying he's the big reason as to why the Sacramento Kings 
arguably this I, I feel like somebody's hammered off a of bloody mary when you tell you the stat at this early that the sacramento kings may have the best offense of the nba of any team how about durant giving love to herder insane this backs up what i've been saying for a while about herder herder's the guy superstars want to play with because he does everything cleans the boards passes creates his own shot he does all the hard stuff that the superstars don't want to do. He'll give up a good shot for a great shot. Like he'll do all those things, and then he can hit threes. And I think is he if he's not leading the league in in threes percentage, he's like top three. He's in fifty percent, which yeah. is outrageous. Yeah. So he can do all the things that you have to work hard to do. That means I don't have to. That means that I can just go be the star i can hit the big shot i can do the whatever because i got herder out there getting it done i he's the guy that if i was if i was a superstar and if, if i already had my one and my two so if like you know i'm trying to think lebron and, and ad or whatever i'm i'm beg borrowing stealing giving up a kidney to get herder in my uniform i know where you're going with that comparison i feel like it, it's too early in this career but man my mind was going the same way a ray allen like where you just get a shooter who can bomb up the threes. Uh, Danny Green's probably a more recent example well, but, for the Spurs. Ray, I like the Ray Allen because Ray Allen is also that guy that if if the other two, if the two bigs, if Batman and Robin were off that night, he could win. He he could still come out there. He was the Flash. He could still get it done. So like that's why like I think uh, I think he's Herder's got a long career ahead of him. He's playing the way he's playing, and, sure. and that's, that seems stupid to say like that. Of course, he's got fifty percent from three, but I'm saying like I think he's the guy who, he's the guy that if I'm the superstar, I'm going to my gym and going, I want that guy. There's no sport in North America, professional level, that is harder to have a long career in than the NBA because just because of roster size and athletes, and sometimes they take a prospect before somebody who's proven. You could have a long career in the NBA. We're talking eighty. 90 100 million dollars yeah. you're gonna have a nice life man yeah. and so is your kids and so is your kids kids you're gonna yeah, be all set yep uh so those are good things in the capital region in new york and i was blowing up your phone when i had to watch joseph gerard the third from glens falls have one of the worst games i've ever seen a syracuse player have on the basketball court now let's give him credit he had 31 points in the game before he had 31 points it was great in game one game two Joseph Gerard played 38 minutes in overtime loss to St. John's. One of 10 from the field. Missed pivotal shots at the end of the game. Levac, we're back to where we've been the last four years here with Gerard, where I'm saying how great he is. And then 48 hours later, I want to take my phone and put right through the television JG3. Still <laughs> the most frustrated. He's driving me nuts, Levac. And it's his senior year still. Maybe leave him alone. Maybe stop talking about him. All right. You know, I think you're the problem. <laughs> You could be the problem. I don't know. I, it's also Syracuse. Your coach is a million years old. Your coach has diapers older than freaking JG3. So, Do you want to call him an old rag like Twitter likes to now? <laughs> All right. That's the world of hoops. Let's get into our – it's weird now. We're going to our wagers, Levac, our week 12 wagers. Yeah. But before we do, let's give love to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports – love when they give my money back. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is our go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. We love the same game parlays. Maybe you like a three- or four-team parlay. Maybe you love your fantasy football plays. Whatever you like, don't forget that those easy and fast payouts. 
Right now, new customers this holiday season can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings. Stepped up, same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, maybe a player prop, point total, whatever you like to do. They have it for you. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. We're about to give our picks. We'll find out what we like. Maybe it's the Jets. Maybe it's an AFC North match. Maybe a primetime game and more. We'll give you all that information coming up. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 518. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Code 518. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Show notes. Show enough for details. Uh, last week, we want to put an asterisk next to our record from last week for our picks because <laughs> we picked our games on a Thursday, which might have been only our third, maybe second time this entire season. We both stunk. We both went 5-7-1, and 4-9-1. So 4-9-1 and one for you, 5-7-1 and one for me. Neither one of us should be bragging about how bad we did last. I have zero excuse. I sucked. It was bad, and I'm not happy about it. But it happened, and uh, and that's where we are. You know, that's what I got. We're on to week twelve. And We're on to week shorter, twelve. I'm on to Cincinnati for a real. Sh- a shorter schedule this week because the Thanksgiving games have already been played. Let's lead off at the one o'clock window. Don't forget, even though we won't be here, we hope you can come out to the hideaway and enjoy. We're all here the right now. Balls. We're at the hideaway right now. Come here now for the game. Do it. Kicks Do it. off. You got you got just over a half hour to get your butt here for the game. Texans, Dolphins. The Dolphins are a 14 point favorite over under 47. Wow. Um, this is a tough one, man, because you know, all year I have told you that Houston's better than you think they are. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Texans plus the two touchdowns. And then I am going to, uh, I'm also, I like the over in this one. I don't know if I'm going to lock it yet, but just keep that in there over 47. Miami's offense is real, it's real. Ooh, I don't like that you like the over because I'm leading off with my number one lock of the week. It is the under in this game. <laughs> 47 is the under. Now, the Texans have made a move no longer. Davis Big Neck Mills will be the quarterback. Kyle Allen will be the quarterback Kyle for the Allen. Texans. So I'm not sure if that changes anything. He's I, jumped in and had some good games here and there. Yes, for sure. Uh, I like the Dolphins. I went with the Ravens last week with a big total, but Mike McDaniel off a of bye week. You know me, coaches who I believe are really good, have that game plan ready to go. Miami, I will take all 14, but my favorite play of the entire week is in this game. I am going under 47 in this match. The fact that you almost took the over now has me a little bit more tentative about that game, but I will stick by that. I love that play. Lock that in game one. Ravens, Jaguars. The Jaguars, a three and a half point dog at home, over under 43 and a half. This game has not moved all week. This has been the, this has been the spread all week. Jags are another team that I've been very supportive of. I think they're on their way. They still know how to win. Ravens, I've been trying to, I've been kind of buying into what you said at the beginning of the year. I think they're one of the best teams in football. I, I'm going to, I'm going to lay the points with the Ravens. I'm going to lay the three and a half with the Ravens here. I feel like the Ravens get it done, the defense especially. Um, Lamar Jackson goes off a little bit. Give me the Ravens. I'm going Baltimore as well. Every time a Jaguar line popped up this season, now we're into week 12, I always take a second look at it and think, ooh, that's not the number I would have thought it would have been, but it's because Jacksonville had six losses at one point, all by a single score. 
eventually you stink. <laughs> like, <laughs> you keep losing all those games. I will take Baltimore, a team that's been winning those games when they need to. And there are Justin Tucker kick away from last week from covering. Bengals, Titans. Titans, two and a half point dogs at home over under 43 and a half. Love, love, love the Bengals this week. Uh, lock the Bengals in. Um, Titans pass defense is not good. Joe Burrow's got a lot of weapons. Might get Jabbar Chase back. Uh, I know Joe Mixon is out, which does scare me a little bit, but I think the Bengals are the way to go here, and, and that's my lock. I don't like anything about this game. <laughs> I don't like anything about it because uh, it doesn't like you. If it wasn't for Kansas City, it's more. This is more a compliment to the AFC East. If it wasn't for Kansas City, these two teams could be in contention for the top seed in the AFC, because you could think the Bills and Dolphins will knock each other off. Uh, the Ravens have lost games they sh- should have won. The Titans were the number one seed last year. Neither one of them feel like a top team in the AFC. I will go with Cincinnati. This should be a fantastic <laughs> game, though. This should be down to the end. Fourth quarter kicks. Ugh, I don't like that storyline, but I think it's true. Kickers play the biggest difference in that game, and I don't want to wager money on a kicker-influenced game. Bears, no, skipping it. Falcons, Commanders. God, you DraftKings. Falcons, Commanders, four-point favorites at home. The Commanders against Atlanta over under 40 and a half. Man, I, everybody everybody likes art. They like art in, uh, in Atlanta, but I, something about this Commanders team, I feel like they're turning the corner a little bit. They're learning – to learn how to play a little bit of football all of a sudden. Give me the commanders. I'll lay the four. I'm taking Washington as well. My second favorite play. Another lock here on this one. I'm going under in Falcons commanders. See the Jerry Jones post? No. People think Daniel Snyder is one who dropped it. Allegedly, there's a picture out there of uh, Jerry Jones as a kid bullying uh, you know, incoming black students into the school in like 1957. And everybody thinks it's Daniel Snyder's like, I told you guys I had stuff on all of you. Here you are when you're a baby. It's weird, too, because I saw that. I did see that photo, but they all of a sudden assumed he was bullying. I thought, look, like he was just in the crowd. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, right. I, I like and even let's say he was bullying. It was 1957. If he hasn't had any kind of personal growth, growth between now and then, yes, get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, 65. Uh, uh, I will take the under in this game because the Atlanta Falcons over under spreads have been very good to me this season. So I'm going to keep rolling with teams. And overall, Atlanta with Kyle Pitts has been unexistent Drake London. Give me the under in that game. 40 and a half. Broncos, Panthers, Panthers, a one point favorite at home over under 36. Let's ride. Let's ride, boys and girls. Lock it in. Broncos win this game. I'll, I'll lay the one point. Lock it in. I think you saw a Broncos team. Even though they lost to the Raiders, they did a lot of good things. That defense is solid. You saw Russ kind of listen to Buddy Hackett a little bit. They'll win this game outright. Panthers, just not a good team. Total total flux, just a house fire. Uh, give me give me the Broncos in my second lock. I will double check this for next week. I know now for sure we are three and three on same locks. I believe we are two and two on different locks. So locking off against each other. This one could break the tie. I don't know what is possessing me to take Carolina, but I have not stopped <laughs> looking at Carolina since Monday about this game. Why am I believing in Sam Darnold? There's something in my mind that I'm like, okay, Baker, P.J. Walker. You've had all these opportunities for other people to be the guy in Carolina. Have we ever really seen Sam Darnold try to be the guy? Like, this is it. If Sam Darnold's terrible, isn't he out of the league next year? Like, why is Sam Darnold on a roster? Is this the way of John Rosen? Sam Darnold's career is on the line in this game for Carolina. 
a career at stake, I will take that player under center. So I'm taking Carolina as a lock in this game oh. for the sake in the career of Sam Darnold. Wait, that gives me another win. I like it. Straight up trade Wilson for Darnold. No, never mind. Uh, Buccaneers, Browns. Browns, a three and a half point dog at home over under 42. I um, I don't like this game. I do not like this game. I want to take the Browns because I feel like the Browns are a very talented team. I think, I think the Buccaneers have got a lot of problems. And then I see Godwin back. He looked good last week. I think he'll look better this week. Brady had a lot of time to himself over the Thanksgiving week, you know, to chill out and relax. Uh, give, give me the Bucs. I'll lay the three and a half. Taking Tampa as well. Cleveland has had an opportunity to break out, be a better team. And Cleveland's going to look back in this season, and maybe Brown fan was already doing this in August, and wonder, what if Watson was our quarterback? Like, would he make a different play? Would he have more targets? What would Amari Cooper's season be like? Cleveland just never was able to overcome that. And also an improved AFC North overall from top to bottom. Buccaneers, oh, I almost said need this. I don't think they need it, but it'd be very helpful to continue to pull away a little bit there in the South. We move into the four o'clock window. Your Raiders taking on, taking on the Seahawks, the 12th man. They are in Seattle. It's a four-point favorite. The Seahawks are at home, a 405 kickoff, 47 and a half. So here's the question. What happened last week for the Raiders? Did, was I right in this master scheme where they're where they're tanking, but he doesn't want McDaniels doesn't want to lose to his old team, or did they figure it out a little bit? Are they are the right people in the right places? Defense is garbage. Don't get me wrong. I think the over is a good shot here. I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to lay the four, but I'm going to lock that over. You said 47 and a half. 47 and a half. Lock the over of 47 and a half. Seahawks and Raiders, <laughs> man, these teams. The old back. AFC West. Oh, God. But back in September, if you told me Seattle was going to be fighting for the number one pick and Vegas was going to be fighting for the top overall seed, I could have bought that. They are neither one of those teams are heading in either one of those directions. Seattle has been so much better this season than Vegas. The play should be the favorite at home in front of the 12th man. And the defense, can Geno Smith light them up a little bit? Can Kenneth... I went against your Raiders last week. It was an overtime win for the Raiders. I like Denver a lot, but Denver did not cash for me. I will go Seattle. I will go Seattle. I'm betting on Geno Smith in the final week in November against the Raiders. What the hell happened this season? (laughs) Chargers, Cardinals, two and a half point dogs at home, Arizona, over under 48 and a half. Two and a half. That makes me a little nervous because the number is moving in the direction of the cards. This opened at the uh, Chargers lane four and a half. Um, Chargers are just better than the Cardinals. The Cardinals are garbage. Their team is breaking down. You can see it when you watch the hard knocks in season. Uh, Kyler Murray is, is getting yelled at beyond by DeAndre Hopkins. The He's done nothing to smell the, the rumors of modern warfare being in his head. He's been banged up. You've got uh, Kelvin Beecham, who I love, who's going to the hospital because he ate too much popcorn. That's a real story. Wait, he, what? He thought his appendix was about to burst. He had pain in his... It, it turns out he ate so much smart food popcorn that the, the kernels and seeds were hurting him. Wait a second. It, they did it on the show. I love popcorn. I like, do too. I'm not a snack guy. I'm really not. Like, the only snack I eat, I don't know if popcorn's considered a snack. I yeah, would say sure. it is. That's how much you eat. I better check myself because I love Well, no, popcorn. it's um, a lot of times because you have diverticulitis, uh, okay. which is um, like weakenings and, and divots and holes and stuff in, in your, your intestine line. And that stuff gets in there and causes problems. But yeah, he, he had popcorn headaches. He did. And then 
the offensive line run coordinator gets fired because he gropes a woman in Mexico. Okay, a lot of things going wrong with the Cardinals. I don't think Clicks Kingsbury is the leader who's going to bring them back together. Give me the Chargers. I'll lay the two and a half. And I got to be honest with you, that might be a lock. I'm not sure yet, though. If their name wasn't the Chargers, you might have talked me into a lock. Locking a, a Charger franchise and wagering late at night. We've seen too many times a Charger team cost people sure. bets. Yeah. But it goes back to that point you let off with. This Charger franchise is so much better than Arizona. This line at this point, I thought it would have been closer, like maybe four and a half, five and a half. L.A. was in that game with Kansas City. You know, there are a few plays yeah, away. Their ass off. If it's not Cleo Mack looked like a like a young Cleo Mack. That's exactly right. And if it's not for Travis Kelsey making plays like that, they win that game. I will take the Chargers. Oh man, you've got me thinking. No, no, no. Uh, I'll I'll leave that there. Chargers, they're not gonna lock that in before. That was a good take. Arizona stinks. I told you last week, if Arizona blows another bet with me against the Niners, I'm never betting them again. Congratulations, you're done for the season. Saints <laughs> Niners. Niners a nine point favorite at home, over under 43 in this one. I like the Niners in this one. I, just, I it's nine so many points, so many points. Saints are not good. Dennis Allen, not a good head coach, at least not yet. Um, yeah, Niners. I'll leave the nine. Niners. Debo, McCaffrey, Garoppolo. Garoppolo had four touchdowns last week, and George Kittle cost me in two fantasy football leagues. I'm very bitter that one play. I'm gonna look back on for a while because I'll still take the Niners. The Niners is the play here. San Francisco, better team for sure. I think a lot of favorites. It seems a couple more games here for you. Rams, Chiefs. 15 and a half point favorites Kansas City over under 41 and a half. 41 and a half. Wow. Um this could have been the Super Bowl, Levac. People would have looked at this preseason yeah. and said Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. I'll take the Chiefs. Numbers too big to lock, but the, the Rams are bad. They're in free fall. They're spiraling. I don't I don't think they care either. I think McVay's like, that's ah, fine. I got F them picks and then F the year after you win the Super Bowl, apparently. Back to a fantasy football personal discussion that probably no one cares about except me. But if you have Patrick Mahomes, which I do in multiple leagues, this screams an under for me because it feels like Kansas City can get up 21-0. They have nothing they can get positive out of this game. It's not a divisional game. It's a team you're far better than. You've got way more important matchups for the rest of the season. This feels like an NBA game where the starters go to the bench in the third quarter. You see uh, next week, I'm locking in the under. 41 and a half and i hate that because i'm going to cost my fantasy team's win i will take kansas city with the points i want to say it was going to be a backdoor cover with big spreads but i don't know how the hell they're actually going to get in the end zone la so chiefs lock in the under in that one packers eagles we're going to prime time 8 20 kickoff the eagles are a six and a half point favorite at home over under 46 you want to talk about two teams i just can't get a full read on packers are garbage but every once in a while they play great Eagles are good, but every time they play like garbage. Um, I'll take the Eagles. I'll lay the six and a half. I don't feel great about it. Um, I'm going to blame Clea if they don't win. It's her team. <laughs> the, one of the fabulous bartenders and social media people here at the hideaway. Big Eagles fan. Eagles don't cover. It's her fault. It's not my fault. But I'll take it if they do cover. I'm going Green Bay because of the prime time. Hey, Clea. That's not why. That's not why. I'm That's all right. I've seen Philadelphia play bad against Washington on Monday night. I saw Green Bay play about as well as they could in that Tennessee game on Thursday night. I'll take Green Bay to cover Philadelphia to win. So that's like a three-point game, not a a six-and-a-half-point game. Maybe a late field goal puts that one through for Philly there at home. The final game before we get to the Jets game, the Steelers and the Colts. Colts, two-and-a-half-point favorites at home over under 39. 
I predict the Steelers would make the postseason. They got to win this game if that's going to happen. Give me the Steelers plus two and a half. This is the diaper line of the week. This line stinks to me. <laughs> so the Colts have Jeff Saturday, mm-hmm. who we've watched the criticism come for a month, but he wins his first game against the Raiders. They're one play away, one kick away for beating Philadelphia. It's a one-point loss to Philly, and now they're a favorite at home against the Pittsburgh team that, boy, Kenny Pickett at times, man, cannot move that offense. Najee Harris has gotten better. They traded away Chase Claypool. I know I did five locks last week. I'm taking the Colts, and by the time we recap this, that might sneak into the top four lock there. All right, here we go. The Jets are only New York team that is in action tomorrow after the Thanksgiving action. The Jets take on the Bears. It is a six-point favorite at home, New York. Over under 38 and a half. Six point favorite at home? I have a six point favorite for the Jets. The we Mike should, White factor, right? Yeah, there, we should huh? talk about the factor now that it's Mike White, not Joe Flacco. Zach Wilson will not be active. I was all excited when I saw Flacco potentially getting the start. I guess before we give our pick for this, let's talk about that storyline, which you haven't done yet. Zach Wilson going to the bench. Levesque, I watched every single play. I don't know if it's something I should brag about <laughs> of Jets Patriots. I was over at my cousin's house, the Buccaneers on a bye week, and I knew. Our schedule is a little different. He doesn't know what he's looking at. Dan Arlowski and others are like, does he know the plays? He was so bad that they had no other choice. And credit to your guy, big game Bob Sala, for having the brass, you know what, nuts. The bench a first-round quarterback from Mike White. Nuggets? Mm-hmm. Well, he said he did, it's a reset, right? So he, he, he did it in a very weird way because he, he almost is giving him a vote of confidence while benching him. Five and two is a starter. And you bench him. He said like, he needs a reset. He just needs to get back to basics, fundamentals. Boom, boom, boom. So, and as as we are being bombarded with '80s rom com music <laughs> here at the Hideaway, the YouTube, YouTube video is going to go down. Excited for. I don't music. think you can. I don't think you can hear it through the mics, but it's just I can hear it. It's like I, if Zach Wilson goes and does like a Rocky montage where he's working out in the barn and all that stuff, like he could he could be back. Uh, Mike White, I want to see what he is. And we've seen him play really well a game or two. Six points is too much, though. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bears with the points. I think the Jets win this thing with, like, a field goal. This could be a 13-10 game. Jets are the better team. They're the better coach team. But six points is a ton of points. It's a lot of points. I found my season rooting for the Jets more so, probably since the Rex Ryan days, because I liked watching Rex type up the team and everything else. So I was trying in 10, 12 years since I've rooted for the Jets every week. And I want them to win this week because I want some controversy. I want to see what happens if Mike White plays well. I want to see what happens with big game Bob Sala if they just keep Wilson on the bench for the rest of this time. The drama's too good to pass. I want the Jets to win. 39 and a half. Wow, I don't want to touch that. I know Justin Fields has been such a fantasy monster. It's a third fantasy reference, but this is the point of the week. Exactly right. Uh, Our guy Chad, Jeff Chad, he wrote three Jets drafted quarterbacks starting in the NFL more than any other team, yet they can't get one to play when they're on their squad. Geno, Darnold. Who's the other one? Did they draft Mike White? No, right? Ooh. Zach Wilson? No, he's not playing. Oh, now he's got my head spinning now. Hang on. Don't tell us. Sam Darnold's one. Geno Smith's another. Geno Smith's the other. Who is the third? Did they draft Mike White? I would say they would have drafted Mike White. That's gotta be that that seems like to be the easy answer that's jumping out to me right now. But now I'm thinking. All right, you think about it, too. Oh, it's going to drive me nuts. I, all right, I'm going to guess it's Mike White. Maybe he's not even listening. He's not going to give us the answer. All right, no, so, he was drafted by Dallas. Who's the third one, Chad? Who the hell is it? 
Oh yeah, we're just not. Is it not. John Walford for the Rams? That's... I bet it is. I think Walford played for Wake Forest. I think it's him. I believe it's the Rams quarterback this week. I While you right. check that for me, I'm going to go over our lock, my locks for the week. I got four locks. I'm taking the under in Texans Dolphins. I'm taking the under. God, two unders. Yikes. I'm taking the Walford under. Was undrafted, by the way. Oh. Interesting. I'm t- I thought he played for the Jets. Uh, I'm taking the, played for him. It was undrafted, though. I'm taking the under in Chiefs Rams. I'm taking the Panthers plus one. I cannot believe I'm taking three unders. What a gross locks of the week this week. No, I'm not doing that. I have some pride. I'm taking the Colts minus two and a half against the Steelers. All right. Well, you are going to uh, you're going to lose a couple of those for sure because I am going to go five. I'm going to take. You down at least two of them. Uh, I love the Bengals minus two and a half. I, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna just steamroll uh, the Titans. I do not remember them. Broncos lay the one. I, I think. I think Ross is gonna cook a little bit this week against the Panthers. Panthers not a good team. Raiders game over forty seven and a half. The offense will score. The defense will not stop you from scoring. As said earlier, if you took the QBR and the completion percentage for everyone who played against the Raiders this year and turned into one player. It would be record-breaking how good it was. Um, <clears throat> Chargers, I'll lay the two and a half against the Cards. Cards are in free fall. They are not good. They are bad. Chargers will do enough to get this win. Khalil Mack like, might have two and a half sacks. Uh, finally, give me the Steelers plus two and a half. They're going to the playoffs, and it starts with a win in this game. Almost want to take a money line, but since I'm getting points, I'll take the two and a half points. A double lock off. Yep. You got the Steelers. I got the Colts. You got the Broncos. I got the Panthers. And then we have to go look and see who all the starting quarterbacks are who used to be on the Jets after the show is over because <laughs> that would be very boring if we did that right now. Uh, the final week of the college football season is here. Levac, the regular season. We are here for Ohio State, Michigan. Come join us the for game. the action. Come join us. Watch it. That is not the only game. Sean Daniel is here. There he is. Fuck out. Uh, Syracuse wraps up their season with Boston College. you got the Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama. You've got USC, Notre Dame. But it feels like, in comparison to past years, this one is going to stand alone. I was going to give like a nice preview of the final week of the college football season, but I don't think any game besides USC Notre Dame really matches up. There's a lot of here. big spreads today, like a lot of big spreads today. Like uh, Georgia, what giving like twenty something? And give me that, baby. That's one of my two college football wagers of the week. There you go. There's my two wagers for today. Georgia Tech, give me all thirty-five and right. a half. Give me that hook at 35 and a half. And I like Pittsburgh against the Hurricanes. I think Miami quit on their coach last week and they're quit again. <laughs> Bama's this week. given 22 to Auburn. It's it's a fun if you like it's like uh it's like week one of the N- N- NCAA tournament. <laughs> it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna be a lot of fun. But the game is the one that matters. Uh Michigan getting eight. Eight right now, if you will, if you like the Wolverines. I like them. I like them win outright. I think Ohio State sucks. I think all their fans are bad people. I think um <laughs> <laughs> I think you know. I think anybody who's ever eaten a Buckeye knows their 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 teeth breaking awfulness, and uh, they, you shouldn't have a team named after them. Um, you know, <laughs> you know. So last year, going into the game, I showed you my phone. The rare showing up. I think Hutchinson's got a chance, and Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson, the second overall pick, and one of the great defensive performances in the history of this rivalry, and helps your Wolverines end that losing streak to Ohio State. Going into the game, C.J. Stroud was considered one of the best quarterbacks in the country. In comparison to 2021, and Buckeye fan won't like this, but it's the truth. It's, his season's not as good as it was last year. I know he's leading the league in passing touchdowns, the country passing touchdowns, but 
it's it's not the same type of competition he's faced this season. It's not. I know he's got Notre Dame in week one, but I don't feel like it's been that same type of year. Now, up front, your Wolverines, Levesque, a better offensive line, a better defensive line. Skill guys, it's just a day where Marvin Harrison Jr. continues to break out. I saw one headline that said, is Harrison Jr. the number one pick in the 2024 NFL draft? I think they might have been drinking because Caleb Williams and Mullet Boy over in Texas, Quinn Ewers and Drake May are all there. But that's how good Marvin Harrison Jr. has been. If your Wolverines are going to pull the upset today for the second consecutive season, it's got to be running the football. It's got to be Blake Corum, a healthy Blake Corum. I know they've got a deep running back backfield. Weather and running the football is how Michigan wins this game. Now, last year I took Ohio State. The Buckeyes fell. If you tell me I can take a team that's got a better offensive line, defensive line, and weather plays a factor, I'm taking your Wolverines too. I like Michigan if Blake Corum plays. Now, if Blake Corum sits out and he's on the – Street clothes that we're watching right now, I'm allowed to change my pick. But if Quorum's on the field, your Wolverines do it. I just want to point out that just because Ohio State fans are terrible people, some of them are very beautiful women, very talented, very special, very high moral code who would never spit in my drink. Um, (laughs) (laughs) The lovely Julia here today is a big Ohio State fan. But nobody's perfect, guys. Like, everything else about her is great. It's that. That's That's the blemish. That's the... That's right. <laughs> um, first of all, do the right thing. Blake Corum, Heisman. He's spending his NIL money buying turkeys for for you know the locals in his area. Yeah, taking care of the taking care of the uh, disenfranchised, the 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 poor folks. Big deal. Mozzie Smith's the dude I'm looking for. The big old nose tackle. He's a leader. He's a beast. I think he still has a big game. Don't sleep on Donovan Edwards. The other running back, the 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 lightning to Coram's thunder. I think there's going to be a lot of fun head, and JJ McCarthy's going to run this week. There's going to be a lot of guys attacking that that defensive front for Ohio State. Are you nervous that if the game comes down to JJ McCarthy in similar fashion again, one more comparison to last year, that if Michigan had to throw the football, people were nervous. It feels that same way again this week, where if they're down or you expect him to take over the game, that's not Michigan's strength. That is, they're definitely grinders. Like they're not the kind of team that wants to go out. They they don't want to get in a 40-40, 50-50 shootout. They want to grind you down. They want to beat you up. They want to take their throws when they can get them. Um, definitely not what I'm looking for. But McCarthy can do it. That's why McCarthy's there. He's a dual threat. He's gotten better as the year has gone on. I, I again, I expect to see him take the shackles off and let him run more. Expect as opposed to take the handcuffs off and let him throw more. But I think if he has to throw, he'll be okay. I just think it's if the the way this game is written for Michigan to win it, first couple drives, maybe they pop off a couple big plays here and there, but then they start grinding them in the dust. That big offensive line starts pushing people around. Corum, Edwards, McCarthy start running the ball for five to six yards of carry. It gets worse and worse as the game goes on. That's how Michigan wins this game. I'm ready. Let's go for kickoff. Don't give me this 12.05 kickoff, Fox. Don't give me 12. I want noon right now. Let's make it happen. What did C.J. Stroud do with his NIL money? Did he buy turkeys for anyone? <laughs> uh, did no. he? Did he? Guys, do the right thing this year. Do the right thing this year. Make up for the for the, for the the Hutchinson Fupa. Fupa. I like Fupa better. Or yeah, Fupa. Fat upper pussy here. Um, <laughs> just make up for it. Fix it. Fix it, man. Quorum. Quorum. 
My ballot comes on Monday, so. Yeah, sure it does. Sure I'm ready does. to pound down a chicken sandwich and another Bloody Mary here and watch some um, football all day long. You made it in the day? Well, yeah, go ahead. No, do it. No, no, say what you're going to say. Did you well, find another quarterback? No, I was no, uh, Chad from the hideaway. Tom Goss, you want me to bring you some uh, blue? Uh, you, yeah. You didn't under, understand the assignment? You're wearing the, the orange? I don't have any Michigan attire. Find a, Chad, can you find a Mike Hart jersey for me? I have for, a Michigan spare tire. Uh, all right, go ahead. Q&A of the day. What do you got? Tommy Gross. Knowing Ohio State or Michigan has to lose today, who would you put in as the fourth team for now before championship Saturday? First of all, let's put it like this. A little confused. Thank God it's not soccer because that would mean they didn't have to lose today. Um, actually, I think this is a road where they both are in there. I don't, I don't have, I have, I have zero, zero love for Clemson. I think Clemson, Clemson being in the playoffs is garbage. TCU is great. Yeah, please. If you don't mind. Um, I, I, I would assume they're one of them's out if they lose, but, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent guaranteeing it. No, I'm not either. If we had to do that, I think Tom's question was, if they lose today, who would be the team that would replace them? I think if I understood that correctly. Right. So Georgia seems to be locked in for sure. We're going to just, for the sake of the conversation, say TCU wins out. Yep. Yeah, I think your case there is why is why would a one-loss Ohio State or Michigan not get in over Clemson? Because they both have their injury issues. Blake Corum's not 100%, not even close. Um, was it two wide receivers and a running back? Not the, not the big-name running back for Ohio State, but two of those are out. It's the if this is a close game, this is a field goal game at the end. And they both look great. I I think you could you could see them both still kind of be in. I, I really do. The other part about Ohio State is that Jackson Enigma has the weirdest hamstring that's ever existed. He's missed three months with a hamstring injury. He's an enigma. So Tom, I will answer your question. I will give you we'll play Michigan, Georgia, TCU. Mm. Okay, so you know we just kind of pinpointed Clemson. I didn't mention USC. Uh, USC or LSU? I I would say USC would get in over. There you go. I don't hate that. Lost. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, UC, USC. USC has been so good. The Pac-12 is way way better. A lot of teams there, and USC's lone loss is a one point loss to Utah, who's going to finish as a top twenty team. They so like I LSU would, now too, though. Yep, LSU two losses their fifth. Yeah, if 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 Ohio, when Ohio State loses today, either LSU or USC will be in there. And USC is going to get tested by Notre Dame. It's going to be a great game. Yeah. Uh, Corey, you know what? I'm not Corey. Let's go blue from Corey. Uh, Gurkha said he's not going to watch the World Cup because of FIFA. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, that's all I want for Q and A. The only other comments. You know what? I've realized that if this means Gurkha's, I'm also banning Bud. I love you, Bud and Bud Light, but I have to ban you because if I do, Gurkha will leave me alone. Done. Sorry. Sorry. Let's watch some college football and drink beer and eat food at the hideaway. Oh yeah, nice spicy chicken sandwich here oh. at the hideaway. I'm getting ready. I'm fired up. Come by. Chant go blue with me. We're going to have some words of fun. It's going to be a good time. Uh, beautiful women behind the bar and uh, ugly fat guys out here with me. And uh, we're, we're ready to go. We're going to change our setup, right? We're going in the back room. We're going to go in, oh, the, we're back in the back room. room? Okay, go ahead. I say yes because a little TV is easier for us. Oh, we can turn the volume up a little louder. I don't have to listen to Clea's freaking depression makeout jam. All right. <laughs> So, yeah, but there's plenty of room. Wherever we are, you can come hang out with us and watch the game. We're going to have a blast. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Very excited. Um, Our schedule is getting a little weird here coming up. I know we've got in, – In two weeks, we've got double Christmas shows coming up. Next week, I believe we're back to our usual time Tuesday, but I actually have to check our schedule. So, Tuesday, we should be back together. All the, there's, only, there's only one thing that matters right now, my friend. 
two words for you. Go blue.